Code Wins, Episode 8. Guy Bedford discusses his new JavaScript package management and loader projects, JSPM and SystemJS, at JSConf 2014. Welcome to the Code Wins Podcast, where we cover leading edge web developer news and training with an emphasis on Node, JavaScript, and HTML5. My name is Jeff Barczewski, and I am here to help you navigate the winds of change. In this episode, I caught up with Guy Bedford at JSConf 2014 to get the inside scoop on his awesome new JavaScript package management and loader projects, JSPM and SystemJS. We discuss AMD, CommonJS, BrowserFi, ES6 modules, and more. I'm very excited about the work Guy has done with JSPM and SystemJS, which unifies everything and provides tomorrow's module loader today. In a world which seems to continue to divide, Guy has found a way to bring it all back together with room to grow for the future. The links and show notes for this podcast are available at codewinds.com slash eight, as in episode eight. Let's get started. All right, I'm here at JSConf with uh, Guy Bedford, and Guy is uh, going to be doing a talk on Friday on uh, uh, jspm.io. Yes. uh, so I'm excited to, to chat with him a little bit ahead of schedule and find out uh, uh, some more about uh, JavaScript package management. Um, you know where things are at today, what we can use. Uh, where, you know, uh, Guy has written a lot of uh, modules and things uh, around uh, CommonJS, AMD, um, ES6, and so I just wanted to kind of chat with him today and find out you know more about uh, where he thinks things are going and what we can use today and how uh, how we might proceed. Yeah. Welcome, Guy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so uh, I've kind of been working on um, a few projects around module loading and package management, um, particularly focused on the browser. And um, it kind of very much for myself grew from my frustration um, that package management isn't as easy as as you feel it should be. Um, And just like NPM makes it very easy to share code, um, just trying to see how we can share code more easily um, within the browser. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a few projects related to that. Um, the first one is a, a polyfill for the ES6 module loader. Uh, it's called the ES6 module loader polyfill. Um, it's on GitHub. Uh, and then building a module loader out of that and then looking at package management for that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. so those are the main three projects. They're kind of very separate projects. Okay. Um, but. Uh, all approaching and trying to trying to look at ways of tackling the same problem of sharing code. Okay. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So as a uh, you know I'm I do a little I do uh, some node development and um, I'm getting more and more into the browser. Um, I, yeah, I imagine there's a lot of people that are starting to cross over like that. What um, you know what are some some thoughts you have as far as um, how how we might go about these things? Should we should we jump towards uh, CommonJS? Should we look at the ES six? Uh, you know, is it time to do that yet? Uh, you know, what's some thoughts there? Yeah. So um, what's really great about the Node ecosystem is that um, because they have a standardized module system, it's everything's CommonJS, and you have NPM. Uh, it's 
it's a really great ecosystem of modules. Um, and on the other side of that is it's, it creates a little bit of a, a, a rift with the browser because you then have to do tricks to make those same modules run in the browser. Yeah, and, right, and, right. Um, I think the, the approaches with Browserify um, are really great today um, and a very good workflow um, okay. for using node modules and, and using modules in the browser. Um, but I think as we look towards ES6 modules, we have to start considering other approaches. Okay. Um, and so the, the approach that System.js takes, um, which is a, a module loader, is it loads all module formats. Oh, wow. So it can load CommonJS, it can load AMD, and it can load global scripts as well as the new ES6 module format. Wow, so one-stop shopping. Um, yeah, so tr trying to do that sort of thing. And it's it's actually something that's been designed into the ES6 specification itself. Okay. So the spec authors have done a lot of work working out this interrupt scenario. Um, and it's, it's entirely the way that they've designed in ES6 the spec to kind of bring modules together. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's an amazing opportunity to, to unify modules now within ES6. Um, and System.js is simply a project that tries to um, implement that today in browsers. Okay. Uh, it works in IE8+, um, and it's, it's actually suitable for production workflows. Wow. Um, it is speculative because it's built on top of a spec that's not yet fully confirmed, uh -huh. uh, but it is a production load that you can use today in wow. the browser. Okay. So, and would uh, would that be used um, uh, only in the browser, or would you do the same kind of thing and load for Node as well, or, or does that not uh, cross over? It, it does run in Node, so okay. you can actually run it in Node.js, and you'll get exactly the same. It's it's a it's a global code system. Okay. And this global, you can load something with it asynchronously. It uses a Promises API. Okay. Um, so you can do exactly the same loading on the server. Um, how useful that is in comparison to normal node requires, um, I'm not sure, and it, it's something that we could think about more right. in the future. Right. Uh, it's certainly something to be developed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. So the so this sounds like a pretty nice uh, uh, nice tool that you can really use whatever whatever the library has been written in. You can work with it. Sounds like a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good solution. Yeah, so it's it very much if you're familiar with AMD loaders, mm -hmm. um, it very much picks up on that train of thought. Okay. Um, so it's take the ES6 specification, uh, combine it with an ES6 loader, and um, uh, sorry, with an AMD loader, and um, it's it's basically picking up um, from from the required JS, the curl JS, and, and these kinds of projects. Yeah. Um, and if you have existing projects that that use required JS or something like that, it, it's it would be very easy to kind of um, think in terms of System.js and bring it into a project. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and does it um, in a, a, a does it do dynamic loading or does it do com like a, a minimized concat thing or, or how does uh, um, or uh, I guess with ES6 you, you can you can do a variety of things uh, probably uh, or, or yeah explain to me what how that specifically okay. works or, or um, so yeah so the, the the workflow is very similar to the sort of workflow you have in AMD. Mm -hmm. okay. So in AMD, you have a, a separate development environment to your build environment. Okay. And um, the same thing kind of applies here. Um, so when you're loading ES6, you actually transpile the ES6 in the browser. Okay. So you can write your modules and immediately refresh the page and, and see them running in the browser. Okay, perfect. Um, when you want to go into production, you then do a build. And we have a, a build tool for System.js. Um, and 
it's the area where we're currently working at the moment um, on improving the tooling, but mm -hmm. um, there's currently a, a simple builder that will uh, wrap up each module format mm -hmm. and uh, into a special type of callback call, just like AMD's define. Okay. Um, and do a different type of wrapper for CommonJS, for AMD, for Globals, okay. and for ES6. Okay. So you can basically do one big bundle that wraps up all the different module formats. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. And that's something that's still very new, mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a workflow that we're, we're working on improving. Yeah. But it's 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 there today, so that full production workflow can, okay. can work out, which is kind of nice. And would you... Um, um, Invoke that flow with uh, something like Gulp or, or uh, Grunt or something or Make or uh, very much so. It's okay. it's designed as a low-level build tool. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like you have RequireJS and the R.js optimizer. You have yeah. System.js and the System.js builder, but it it doesn't even do as much as the optimizer. So um, it doesn't do things like exclusions and inclusions. All it offers is a very simple low-level API for doing um, whole file builds okay. and tracing. Okay. And then on top of that, um, the hope is that we would be able to construct things like gulp tasks. Yeah, right. And and make it easier and add those exclusions and those options. And okay. But this is an area very much that's developing still at the moment. Yeah, okay. And um, I mean, there's also other other build tools being built. Um, Bitobi's working on a build tool to okay. also work with the system.js loader. Yeah. Um, and it's an area that's that's sort of growing. Um, awesome. So it's kind of fun to be involved with it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And. and uh, um, are you, uh, so how many people are uh, involved in this uh, this this effort? This, uh, this system JS, uh, you know, is it a yeah. large team or small? Or? Um, I started it um, just myself, mm -hmm. um, and um, it's reaching a point now where we're getting a lot of other developers interested in the project, which oh, is great. really great. Great, yeah. Uh, developers using it in their in their companies, um, okay. and uh, it, it's nice to see top developers from from other companies interested in the project. Which awesome, is, which yeah. Is really great. Well, it sounds like a anything that's going to kind of unify all of these various things, which you know people get very, uh, yeah, uh, you know. Um, trying to think of the word, just, you know, very uh, opinionated or very <laughs> strong yeah, it, feelings it about it. becomes <laughs> divisive. And yeah, you want to yeah. be able to unify and, yeah. and move past these petty debates about which, <laughs> right, which way you want to do something. And, yeah. Um, because we, we should really just all be able to share code and, right. um, and then we can properly, you know, leverage off each other's work. And, right. and I think right. it's such an important thing. Uh, yeah. So as opposed to having these... Um, inside debates over it. So. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that sounds really good. Um, um, the so you've got a you've got a dynamic flow and you've got a, a build a build step and um, do you uh, I guess you basically indicate uh, the type of file uh, that, that you're loading and then it, it is able to put the right adapter or uh, uh, to the file or yeah so this is this is a tough problem so um, you have a number of um, JavaScript files and it could be AMD. Mm -hmm. It could be CommonJS, it could be a global, it could be written in a UMD pattern. Yeah. Uh, it could have been written for Node. Uh, it could be a new ES6 module. So you want to be able to make that, e that process easy. Easy, yeah. Um, and the approach I've taken is, like, I don't want to have to think about it too hard as a developer. Yeah. Um, I don't want to have to download a package and then manually configure this is ES6 okay. and have to track all this stuff. Yeah. So the approach I've taken is um, to to work towards automatic detection. Wow. Um, okay. So that is the main priority because in development you just want to get going with your modules. Yeah. 
if I want to write CommonJS today and write AMD tomorrow, it's not an issue. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's the main workflow. But then as well as that, we do offer the option to configure up front the module format and skip the automatic detection. Okay. Um, and another thing is, uh, there's a, there's a third way as well, which is using a, a meta syntax within the source file itself. Okay. And this is something that's frustrated me heavily in the AMD world, was this uh, configuration that you had to manage. And it, it completely kills the workflow, because as soon as you have to configure something very carefully, yeah. and you don't know how to quite configure it, and then you have to manage and track that configuration. Right, right, right. Um, so encouraging con modular configuration by uh, you including it with metasyntax within the file itself. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So those are the three kind of approaches, but it, it, is, it is a tough problem. Yeah. And that's why I've kind of had to take all three approaches with it, and then it defaults to the automatic right. detection, okay. which it works pretty well. So yeah. we, we've tested over a lot of libraries, and in UMD patterns, it'll detect the AMD. Okay. Uh, it works on jQuery source very well. Uh, it's been run against a lot of standard libraries, yeah. and uh, it, it generally detects the right one. Obviously, you can't write it to be 100% perfect. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we do allow the manual overwriting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you need to load things from uh, like a CDN or something, is that uh, something you would configure, or just keep that outside of uh, System.js, or, or how would uh, what's the thinking as far as uh, some of those other things that you know? Um, uh, you know, CDN loads or whatever. Yeah, so um, JSPM at first grew from the idea that I was very frustrated with, um, as I said, it, with AMD, you have to configure things, and we're right. all configuring the same libraries. Yeah. I configure jQuery and Backbone yeah. and, and all these things, and, yeah. and everyone's doing it again, and none of us are able to share our configuration. Yeah. So I thought, well, can't we have a, a, a CDN or a standard setup for RequireJS? Okay. So I know what how do, I can just load Backbone. I should just say require it. And, right. and that's, that's the idea that got me started on JSPM. Okay. I thought, surely we can design a, a core set of libraries that are just pre-configured, and we don't have to do anything more than that. Okay. Um, so that's where the, the meta syntax ideas grew from. Okay. So okay. Um, you, you basically um, allow things to be loaded without pre-configuration uh -huh. uh, by, by inlining things like the shim config. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with with this meta syntax. Okay. Um, which which just works out really well because what that means is uh, you, uh, JSPM is 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 basically a, a package manager and a, a, a way of writing a CDN for System JS. Mm -hmm. And when you uh, when you run System JS against the CDN, you can do just exactly that. You can just require things by name. Okay. So if I want Bootstrap in the page, I just say require Bootstrap. Awesome. Um, if I want, you know, whatever library, just being able to require it by name because I think that's such yeah. an important thing to making development really, really easy and simple to, to just get going. Wow. And yeah. Optimizing okay. that that workflow. So that sounds really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, what else uh, should I have asked you that I haven't asked you about uh, about the project or anything that uh, you'd like to share uh, related uh, to any of this? Um, yeah, I'm, my my apologies for explaining it badly. It's uh, it's it's a project I've been working on for a long time and been thinking a lot about it and, and all the problems related to it. And um, so, uh, you know, every design decision has has a number of causes, which makes it very difficult to. Um, 
uh, to, 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 give, to give one solid explanation of it, but um, I, I think that you know, the, the core idea is it, it making requiring really simple and mm -hmm. package management really simple. Yeah. Um, but um, in terms of what, what we haven't covered yet, um, the, the package management side of JSPM, uh, so even though it does offer the CDN functionality, uh, it's, it's an offline package manager first. So uh, the idea is that if you, if you have this kind of AMD style loader, uh, you want a package manager for that that's going to work naturally with your AMD development workflow, mm -hmm. um, which is what System.js is. It's an ES6 loader very similar to those kind of ideas. Okay. Um, so you want uh, something that's going to be able to configure your loader for you. Um, yeah. and work with the loader. I, I think yeah. you, you have to design package management and the loader together. NPM was designed for the Node.js module loader. Um, it, you know, it right. had, had right. to know how the loader worked yeah. so that it could work. Right. It had to know the, the lookup rules. So by designing the package manager and the loader together, uh, you, you can basically then optimize um, that package management workflow, uh -huh. which should be as simple as a single line install um, and a single line require. Awesome. And anything more than that, you've overcomplicated it. Yeah. So that's great. Um, yeah. That was the goal with it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, uh, are you? Uh, is is the project to a point where you would like to have additional people contribute uh, is, uh, to you know to writing examples and helping and plugins and whatever you know build tasks and things like that? Is that uh, very much so? I mean, okay. the, the point it is at today is um, it's conceptually complete in mm -hmm. the sense that it, it does everything I set out to do now, Okay, um, which is a really great point for um, other people to look at it and tell me what they like or don't like about it Yeah, um, and say, oh, we need this tool for it or, or and where to focus the next development because um, okay. It's it's very much an open book at this point. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of reached this milestone of having a full production install workflow, and um, yeah, now it's very much up to what people think about it and and where people want to take it and, w and what they think is most useful about it. And yeah. um, the more feedback and the more community around that, um, the better it'll be to be able to understand how to you know, solve these problems yeah. and, and what people want. Okay. So, so uh, the pack or the um, System JS is uh, what's the website and maybe the uh, repo uh, location? So System JS is located and uh, it's a GitHub repo. Okay. Um, the repo path is System JS. System JS. Okay. So it's the organization and the repo. Okay. Um, and uh, JSPM is at JSPM.io. Okay. Great. Um, okay. So. And so then, if people want to get uh, get going with that, they would do, go to the repo and the, and the web page and read the uh, instructions there. And uh, is there um, uh, uh, examples or docs to kind of get you going on that on that site there that, or in that uh, README or? Yeah. So on the um, System.js homepage, mm -hmm. um, if you're familiar with an AMD loader, it very much picks up on those ideas, okay. and uh, you can easily get going with the loader today in projects yeah. or test projects. Okay. Um, and it explains all the configuration and uh, examples of the workflows. Okay. Uh, JSPM, uh, the website, uh, gives a, a workflow example from development to production. Okay. Uh, so you can see that there's also a, a demo of 
the ES6 workflow okay. in terms of how you can write an ES6 module mm -hmm. uh, alongside uh, jQuery, which is an AMD module, uh -huh. and then compile that into a bundle in the browser. Wow, uh, okay. So that, that's a demo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's linked to a little bit too deeply. Maybe I should bring it up, um, but it's uh, that's at uh, um, the the JSPM CLI, um, which is the command line tool, uh -huh. uh, okay. GitHub page. Uh, okay. It's linked to from there. So yeah. that, that okay. goes through how to use the the package manager. All right. Yeah. I'll try to put uh, I'll try to get those links from you and put those yeah, in the show I'll notes. Send those yeah. Through. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, great. I think that's uh, it's exciting uh, exciting new tool, and I think that really. Uh, I think that this has been a big pain point for for uh, unifying JavaScript developers, and uh, it sounds like this is a, a great step forward. You know, and whether it's going to iterate or change a little bit over time, we don't know. But but it's a good start, and it sounds like you've really yeah. taken a lot of the things and brought them all together. So uh, I'm, I look forward to checking it out and uh, yeah, trying we're, it myself. Yeah, we're trying. So I think yeah. it's 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 great to be able to work, and I've really enjoyed. The yeah. Process oh, well, yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, where can people uh, uh, best place to follow you on the web uh, or Twitters or uh, Twitter space? Or yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's Guy Bedford, one word. Okay, Guy yeah. Bedford. All right, perfect. Well, thanks, Guy. I appreciate the, taking the time here at JSConf and hope uh, have a great rest of your conference. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks. Appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Guy Bedford discussing JSPM and System.js. The links and show notes are available at codewinds.com slash eight. And you will want to follow me at Codewinds if you want continuing coverage of JSPM and System.js. I have video tutorials already in development. If you'd like to keep up on the latest in web developer news and training, follow me at codewinds.com, where I have a podcast, blog, and video training covering Node and JavaScript. Until next time, this is Jeff Barczewski with CodeWinds. Music by audionautics.com. <laughs>